0: Teacher, like first third can y'all text me that before I can remember? Because, you know, you tell me right before I speak, I'll, I might forget. So, can y'all text that to me? Do you have my number? Your grandmother does. All right. Thank you. They were asking me about something, and I, I just know me. I'm about to preach, and I'll forget. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, guys, um, I know we're a little low tonight with everything going on in high school, and this, we, this is the week of graduations. I know, y'all just got a few days of school, and in um, summer, we'll be here before we know it. Um, we're continuing in the Sermon on the Mound First of all, I want to tell you where I was last week. I've had a lot of people ask where I was. I was uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. We were looking at our uh, for what we're going to do. I cannot preach like this. I was trying to be hip and cool. I'm neither. I'm neither cool or hip. I'm just not going to ever be. All right. Um, trendy pastors do that. I cannot. Okay. I'm not the trend. Uh, the, uh, um, we were looking at world changer stuff and we're looking at, um, where we're going and what we're going to do. And we ended up having nearly a two or three hour delays in our flights. I was supposed to get back here, um, by Lake Charles by three o'clock. I didn't get into Lake Charles by seven thirty last week. So I really apologize for missing, but that's where I was and that's what I was doing But you you had a great speaker last week. You had Drew. He's awesome. So um, we're continuing the Sermon on the Mound, um, Discipleship 101, and we're talking about judging others. Do we have our scripture video ready? Oh, it's me. Okay. I'm scripture video. Judge not that you are not judged. For with judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you will use it to be measured too. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will clearly take the speck out of your out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs or swine, least they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Jesus is moving from personal temptations to interpersonal temptations, and he's warning about inappropriate judging. Okay? And and and, and then commends appropriate evaluation. We'll talk about that in verse 6 and what that looks like. But see, Christ teaches us not to judge man based on two things. First, do not judge man based on human standards. And I have preached this message before, and it's something that we have to understand because let me just tell you, it's wildly popular in our culture. It was popular when I was a student. It's now popular now that you're a student. It'll probably, unfortunately, continue to get worse and popular. And we hear this phrase don't judge. You can't judge me. And we live in a society that's completely corrupted, even in understanding what judgment is. Judgment is sometimes not what we think judgment is. We'll consider judgment if someone. Criticizes one little part of us, and that's not even what judgment was meant to be. But let but but let, let's look at this. Christ teaches us do not base it on human standards. Judge not that you will be ju- uh, uh, not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, you will be measured. Uh, measured to you, judge here means to form an opinion, our conclude conclusion on someone. So let's say this. I see a man coming out of a bank, dressed in a suit. What is my automatic thought? So, what? He's the banker. I then see another man walking out of it with shabby jeans, holes in his shirt, holes in his pants, Holes in his shoes, getting into a beat-up truck. What do you think of that guy? You think he's the banker? He's getting long, getting poor, because you know that's not what you think. But what if I tell you the guy walking in the suit was the poor one, and the guy walking in a beat-up truck, he was the banker and very wealthy? And the thing is, you would say, well, first of all, he would never go to work. And, okay, I get that. My point is, we quickly have judgments on people and opinions of things and stereotypes. And we're very, very guilty. That's judging by human standards. That is, um, judge not, it, 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 it stops us from pronouncing another person guilty before God. See, the judgment here is saying that you're looking at someone's based on their salvation You're basing things off their appearance. You're basing things off of what you think it should be. Churches are very guilty about this a lot of times. We'll base things off of salvation, or we'll base things, salvation, off of it, well, they're a really good person. They do this, they do that, they do this, and and so therefore they're a good person. Or we'll get into habits, and we think those habits are now godly habits, and we'll judge someone's salvation based off those habits that are not even in scripture for example um, the way you dress going to church for example uh, you know uh, a lot of times i remember as uh very young in my ministry we'd have a young man he always dressed proper always knew how to talk to the adults and da 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 everybody loved him i called him eddie eddie haskell um he knew how to talk to you. you don't, if you don't know who Eddie Haskell is, Google it later. All right, it's a guy who knows how to talk to parents one way and talk to uh, the kids the other. I saw straight through him, straight through him. And people were like, Kent, you need to make him the leader of the youth group. <laughs> he ain't coming near the leadership of the youth group. They said, yeah, but you made a lot of the poor kids leaders. And they got really upset with me, Country Church, Mississippi. See, but here's the deal. This is what I was seeing through his threads Threads and the way he looked and the way he acted was he did not know Jesus. He knew how to talk. He knew how to act. He knew how to do all these things. And see, people were basing a judgment and saying, oh, he's saved. He was not saved. See, you can go to church as much as you want. You can go through all these activities. That's not what saves you. It's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's surrendering to him and who you are. And we will judge people based on these human standards. And we'll put our opinions and our conclusions on someone. And we'll say that's their judgment. See, the difference of that is that's not, uh, uh, and, and that's what Christ says, you can't do that. But what we can do, what is talked about in the Bible, is the word accountability. Accountability. But unfortunately, even accountability can be used in a wrong way. Accountability means holding someone to a biblical standard. Okay, so holding someone to a biblical standard is like this. If I take take my uh, measuring stick out, pretend rain, I have a measuring stick. Pick it on Rain, because she has a t-shirt I have. We're going to talk, and I'm going to wear it the same day, and we're just going to look like twins, okay? You'll be the better-looking twin, but, you know, we'll look like twins. All right, so if I have a measuring rod out, and, and I measure you, and we measure, and then I go over here, and I measure, and I go over here, and I measure someone, and I'm basing it off of the same measurements, okay? But... That, and the, the, those measurements, that's the biblical accountability. But uh, a lot of times, what we, uh, and that's proper, right? That's proper. We have a measurement system which we can base off of. It is when we measure or judge things based off, I'm just going to say you're five foot, I'm going to say you're seven foot, I'm going to say you're nine foot. There's no basis of that, okay? Only time you're going to be tall there, Jamie, so be excited. So... So we're holding someone to a measurement or a standard or something in which that can be uh, applied. Most people feel free to judge others like this because they incorrectly think they are somehow superior to others. And they'll go to accountability or biblical judgment and say this, and they're even using it wrong. Well, I'm telling them this out of love. No, you're telling this out of that you have jealousy of them or that you want to feel better about yourself. See, accountability is, is that we're basing someone off of biblical standards and we're lovingly telling them what is going on. We're telling them, hey, this is happening in your life, and let's work through this together or let's go get some help. Okay? The Pharisees thought they were exempt from judgment because they believed that they perfectly measured up to the divine standards. They had over 600 laws, and to be a Pharisee, you had to do all these laws. But it wasn't, it wasn't biblical laws. It was laws that they began to make. Okay? It was like this. I've used this one a 100 million times, but it, 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 but it makes sense. If I, tell, if I told y'all to not eat in here but then someone goes off and let's say drew and he says kent said do not eat in the warehouse but that's not what i said right i said do not eat in the worship center and they took it and said don't eat in the warehouse and that's what the pharisees did they added laws on top of laws to keep it and so it became to the point that you basically couldn't do anything because they protected and buffeted themselves from things for example Jesus, on the Sabbath, hungry, what does he do with a piece of wheat? Y'all remember? He took it and what? I'm doing the action, so I'm I'm hoping y'all will. He took it, uh, uh, he took the piece of wheat and he took it off uh, uh, off the husk there and he ate it, okay? They saw that and they said what? You messed up. Pharisees said, you messed up. Why? Because you what? You what? You worked on the Sabbath. Now, you just saw what I did. Would you consider that work? <coughs> no. And, and that was the thing that began to, to misunderstand. So we need to understand what the biblical accountability is. We need to understand what the Bible actually says. And then when we approach people, we need to approach them with the best the right heart. Jesus says that God will judge us the same type of judgment in which we judge others. When we assume the role of final judge, we imply that we qualify as a judge and that we are better than they are and that we know and understand all the facts, all the circumstances, all the motives involved, and that's a very dangerous state to be in. Not only does Christ teaches us not to judge based on man's Human standards, but human understanding. Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye statement here? If you go from 7, 3 through 5 here, and it says, but you, uh, but you don't notice the log that is in your own eye, or can you um, say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when there's a log in your eye, you hypocrite, hypocrite means what word in Greek? Actor, very good. First take the uh, log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. When we judge critically, we can manifest an incorrect view of ourselves. All three false views are connected. (coughs) When we have a wrong view of God, we cannot but have a wrong view of others and ourselves. See, if we're supposed to love God and love others, but if that's messed up, we don't understand things. The same with judgment. When we're not understanding what judgment is or what God does, then we try to put ourselves in there, then we'll have a wrong view of ourselves or others. Putting ourselves in God's place to judge perverts our perspective of judging others and ourselves. For example... If I'm a judge, and I'm judging, and I I catch Abigail here speeding, you speedster, all right? But I'm late for something. I really got to get there fast, because I I don't like to be late, and it's a really important thing, so I'm just going to speed this time. And I get caught, and I'm the judge. Now, I say, "Well, I understand the circumstances of things. I, I, I don't get the fine. How does that make you feel?" Yep, you're missing the whole acting here. It's really wonderful. We got to get cameras. Um, but guys, that's what happens to us. We begin to make excuses for ourselves. Why? Because I'm trying to set myself into a seat that is not made for me, and therefore it's not going to be fair. It's not going to be done fair because we're going to base things off of human understanding. Human understanding says, look, I'm going to make one rule for myself and my friends and one rule for the the rest of the world, right? I mean, that's truth. Have you all ever experienced that in your life? I have. I've seen it. We call it other things, favoritism other things, but y'all have seen that, right? Or is that I'm the only one that has ever seen it in my life? Okay. Jesus did not forbid us from all evaluation or even judgment of others. For ultimately, the one who feels grieved and humbled over his own sin can help remove the speck from others. He's not saying that we'll never be able to see a problem. He's not saying that we won't notice issues. See, that doesn't get taught. We say, do not judge, do not judge, and that is correct, but what happens when we begin to hold people accountable in a proper way? That means that we're humbled by our own sin. We are grieved because we have sinned against God, and we see a speck. We see a sin... And another person, and we come up to them and go, I see this, and I saw it in myself as well. And I'm coming to you because I went through it. I don't want to see you go through it. That's a very different statement than judging someone. See, you're gonna, you're gonna, if we grow in Christ, we're gonna have have the Holy Spirit as he reveals in us we're going to see things that other people are doing we're not to ignore it in the church if they claim to be of Christ we need to address it what Jesus does not rule out uh, but what Jesus does rule out is pride that views oneself better than others and this is where we become guilty I have seen it all my life, especially in church, especially from people sometimes who were raised in church, and, 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 and when I say that, I am talking to myself that we can get so prideful of how well we have done or how well we, we've done in life, or you just fill in the blank, that we think we're better than others, and when we see them mess up, when they see them go through hard times, We might not say it out loud, but we think in our minds they're getting what they deserve. That is wrong. That is allowing that pride. That's allowing human standards and human understanding to get in your mind without letting Jesus come into our hearts and letting us have the understanding. I am guilty of it. I have done it. As I have gotten older, as I have... Got more humbled by sin. I begin to realize one of the dangerous words I think I, I, I learned as a teenager was I will never. Okay? Those are dangerous words. Yeah, I will never do this. I will never do that. Became very dangerous words to the point I don't do the I never's anymore because um um, out of the five I never, as I said, I've done all five of them. Okay? Because you don't know what you're going to do when temptation really hits you. And sometimes y'all have lived in isolated little worlds and you don't know what temptation really happens. And it is really easy to judge people who are in temptation all the time and you are in little kingdoms. It's real easy to judge, and we have to be careful. Last thing I want to talk about dog and pig here at the end of the passage. So he talks about the dog and the pig. In the ancient world, dogs lived in a kind of like a scavenger of the streets for food, okay? Um, Jews considered themselves uncleaned and used the term to describe those part, uh, apart from or enemies of Israel uh, in the community so in other words if they called you you dog it didn't mean art slang like what's up dog you know that would have been an insult back then okay calling them a dog was to call one an enemy someone that they considered unclean makes us really think what our friends think about us then don't we, right okay pigs were rejected by Jews probably because they too were scavenger animals and they were unclean according to Old Testament laws, but pearls—what they symbolize of great value—and of the message of the kingdom of heaven. And believers are not to be uh, are, are to be merciful and forgiving and slow to judge. Yet they should be wisely discerning the truth of character of people, and not to. And not um, identify, uh, you know, uh, indefinitely continue proclaiming the gospel to those who, who are going to reject it. So they can move on and proclaim the gospels to others. What does this having to do with judging? Although we're not to judge people on where they are. But as we're preaching truth. And we do use discernment and we see that, okay, I have been very faithful, I have built the relationships, I have done the things, and they still are not wanting to accept it, that we use the discernment going, I can move on. What they're saying is, although our job is not judging the salvation, we do have the the discernment to say, I don't think they're getting it. Now, what I want to uh, explain to you, uh, Jesus is not talking about a quick give-up either, okay? A lot of us, we want to do it one time. They don't get it, we're walking away. That's not what I'm talking about. Sometimes, I've been with people for a long, long time, and I've not given up on them because I, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is still working in them. But there have been times, as I have been with them for a long time, I eventually see that no matter what I'm going to do, they're going to continue the same process. I don't try to remove myself from their life, but I I kind of move on. In other words, I'm there, and if they're willing and if they want to, I'm always there for them, but I have to become wise. That's where they're talking about that. But Jesus, the two main points tonight is that Christ teaches us not to judge based on human standards. Because, see, what's the standard for you could be a different standard for joy. Don't base it on human understanding. Man, the perspectives are very different. We want to base things based on our feelings, and we don't sometimes know all the circumstances, the facts, and things like that. Let, Let me just tell you, I have... I have, over the years, really helped people understand some things about students, which is my job and need to understand, and it's amazing how quickly they change when they realize that some of you in your lives don't have sometimes people standing up for you or have some of you don't have, um, you know, the home life that they think that you have because unfortunately some people still see the home lives of the 60s the 70s and 80s and they don't remember they forget it's 2017 and it's very very different they think at school that your biggest problem is putting chewing gum underneath the teacher's desk that might have been true in 1950 but it's not true today and so we need to make sure that we have an understanding and knowing all the facts because as quick as they're to judge, you quickly judge other people as well. So how we need to have a full understanding and we need to know situations and understand those things. And because we don't know that, we've got to stop jumping to conclusions so quickly. Let's pray. Holy Father, we love you. We thank you. Uh, Father, I just pray right now that we will understand what this message is going um, about judgment, Father, how we need to not base on certain things, human standards, human understanding, but we need to base it on godly standards and godly understanding. Father, we thank you for all that you have given us in your name. Amen. Will you stand? Will you sing with us? Oh